This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Welcome to a Joycast from Joy 94.9. Visit joy.org.au to find out more about our Joycasts. Ever wanted to leap tall buildings, uphold the law, solve a crime, but just don't have the time? Go! Go! Tune in to Joy 94.9, Wednesdays from midday, when Victoria Police Gay and Lesbian Liaison Officers Gabby and Scott ask for your help in solving crime. Victoria Police Glows, Crime Stoppers, The Anti-Violence Project and Joy 94.9 working together to help make our community safe. This is the Victoria Police Community Hub with Sergeant Electra Wellens. I thought you might have called me Gabby then. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely not. And she's from the Victoria Police. She's the content advisor for gay and lesbian issues and matters and transgender, bisexual and intersex matters right across Victoria Police. Uh, Formerly the Victoria Police Gay and Lesbian Advisory Unit um, Sergeant. That's Scott Davis head. And I'm also Greg Atkins from the Anti-Violence Project. And we've got an amazing hour of activity and things and happenings about the GLOWS, the AVP, Joy 94.9, our partners. um, We've got other partners like Transgender Victoria and... We do. In the field. Yeah, we have quite a lot, especially when it comes around to those times of year where we've got Idaho and other events that everyone comes together to work on projects together, which is fantastic. Now, what a big week or two in the in this space. We had uh, last week's launch of No to Homophobia, which was a coalition of Victorian organisations that you're a supporter of, the Victoria Police are a firm supporter of. And that's a series of two ads that have gone nationally. And you can check out notohomophobia.com.au or look, at, look for it on Facebook or on Twitter. There Here's the first one, and you're at the launch. Absolutely. How was it? Yeah, well, I I was pretty lucky. I got to go to both launches, which was the official media one early in the morning up at Parliament House, which was fantastic. And probably one of the best heartfelt speeches was from Guy, um, the Victoria, uh, Victoria, I was going to say Victoria Police, but it's Victoria Hockey side captain. And he really um, spoke so well of his own personal issues as well about how it's affected him and how he's going to move forward and take a real stand um, against homophobia transphobia as well. So that, that campaign's about stepping up, talking about discrimination, talking about homophobia, homophobic harassment and how it's impacted your lives mm-hmm. and uh, doing a bit of research and it's providing the tools for people to access everything they need to know about what the issue is, how to unpack it, where to go, who to see, how to talk about it, who to go and talk about it with. And Victoria Police is an important player in that. Yeah, we were asked to contribute, which we're really um, pleased to have that contact. And like we said, that's where the partnerships come into and um, advertise our GLOW networks as well. And also from from low-level harassment and intimidation, how it can lead to criminal charges. And that's where Victoria Police plays a role in that as well. So the website is fantastic because you can go along, get informed. And actually, most important thing is about um, getting support, getting the right people in place to support you with the types of issues that you may be facing. Well, it's an amazing one. How about we, we um, get a little bit of um, audio from the ad and have a, have a listen. But for you, what was... As a, not just a member of the police force, but you're a lesbian, right? So I am. What are, Did you just doubt me? Well... <laughs> no, it's all right. That's okay. <laughs> what, one of the key things that... You, you get a resonance on two levels, a professional level yeah. and a personal level. So what is the pro- professional connection that you get when you see these things and how does that contrast to you as an individual when you hear ads like this? 
Yeah, in particular with the ads. I've not seen them actually on air on Foxtel or on air myself, so I'd be really interested to see if anyone else has actually seen them come up as well. And it is. For the first time when I, I saw them, it was like I had to watch it again. I wanted to get the most out of it. It was like it really connected and I just wanted to see it again to see how it sort of fit. And you and you relate your own experiences as well um, at different stages in your life where you may face some real low-level stuff. But when it's low-level, you might be out of a day, you might actually receive five low-level type harassments or intimidation or some form of um, prejudice and that actually adds up and that builds up and that's what I see from a Victoria Police point of view of seeing um, people who unfortunately are victims and um, see how their resilience is actually ended up breaking down and that's why it's really important to get support you may think that you can just buffer it and the whole expectation from the community is that you should be able to just put up with it it's only a comment but those comments add up and and particularly over a period of time well we'll share it with you now this is one of the no to homophobia ads you'd be loving this mate wouldn't you have you witnessed anything like this anybody can report this behavior hey guys can i get a hand for a sec I thought you lesbians were supposed to be as good as us, like. No matter how subtle. Hey, Princess, where's your tiara today? They are all forms of sexually based harassment. If you know someone's prejudices have got out of hand or have become inappropriate, do something about it. And here's the second one. Have you witnessed anything like this? Mate, I've told you before, this is for real women. Is there a problem here? No matter how subtle... So who is it this week, a guy or a girl? Haven't you made your mind up yet? They are all forms of sexually-based harassment. Sarah, get that thing off your neck. We don't all need to hear about it. Anybody can report this behaviour. And there are laws to protect you. Do something about it. Fantastic campaign. And that's the the partnership campaign between the Anti-Violence Project, Gay and Lesbian Rights Lobby... Victoria Police is, is a key supporter trans, of it. Trans- and Transgender Victoria. And the Also Foundation was the one that pulled it together. Mm. Um, and that was a, a really good initiative. It's good to see at the end of the Also Foundation's days, um, they're no longer um, ha- here at City Village, um, that there's a, a key campaign that was delivered on and uh, draw tribute to them. And the uh, the project work that Crusader Hillis did as a consultant mm. to finish off the project, he did some fantastic work on this. Yeah, and ironically, the timing of this launch is absolutely being quite critical as well. If we think about what's actually happening, it's International um, Suicide Prevention Month as well and all the, and we've got coming up later on in the show too about Wear It pur- Purple which is um, for GLBTI and Q young people and about their support and bullying so all of this actually feeds into no homophobia and really gaining some great traction in the community and really empowering people to take um, take steps to try and improve their own situation, put a stop to something or um, become informed and um, for most importantly other supporters to come on board and, and help other people that they may be may see that being experienced. They might, as a victim, you may not feel that you can step forward at that moment in time, you don't know how to deal with it, but someone else has the opportunity to step in and actually um, take control of a situation as well and that's really important. These ads really hit home about those issues as well. And you've got to believe that uh, things are going to get better and things will get better. And you're here on the Victoria Police Community Hour. Stay with us all the way through. This is the Victoria Police Community Hour with Sergeant Electra Wellens and Greg Atkins from the Anti-Violence Project. And our first crime uh, is the crime of the week. 
it is an attempted abduction that occurred in Canterbury on the 19th of April this year. We are searching for a man who is believed to have attempted to abduct a 15-year-old girl at Canterbury Railway Station. Um, on the 19th of April this year. Around about 10 minutes past 8 in the morning, the girl got off the train at the station and walked towards the exit. She walked past the man who attempted to engage her in conversation before demanding that she leave the station with him. When the girl tried to walk away, he allegedly blocked her path, grabbed her by the arm and then threatened her. The man is described as a Caucasian, 20 to 25 years old, just under 183 centimetres or 6 foot tall. He had, at the time, blonde crew-cut hair and unshaven, and he spoke with an Australian accent. He was wearing dark-coloured denim jeans and a light-coloured top. We have released an image of the man we believe may be able to assist us in our inquiries. It's a pretty good image too, isn't it, Electra? They've, um, it's an amazing way they do this, and often when, when they ca- you catch people, you get to line them up and see how they compare with the police images, and they're usually pretty spot on, aren't they? They are. They're pretty amazing, and, and often enough they'll release what the likeness is, like what the percentage is like after they actually do the art file they'll say it's either 90 percent or it might be 70 percent because they're not 100 percent sure because of the trauma that was attached to it whereas other victims can be absolutely fantastic in their recollection and you'll know him i mean if you if you um have seen this person or he's a friend in your social circle or he comes into your shop or you play a sport with the man um it, you'll know him because it's uh, it's a way of of drawing attention to the police about where this person's located so they can have an interview with him. it might be actually to clear him it, this might be a, well a person said. that needs to be cleared he, he might not be guilty of anything and it might be a good chance for him to clear the slate and, and the quote reference for this is ca6295 and he does have a very distinctive chin as well so it's worthwhile hopping online at crimestoppers.com.au and clicking on and putting in CA6295. And remember, if you see something... Say something. If you have any knowledge concerning any crime, call Crime Stoppers on 1800 333 000 or visit crimestoppers.com.au. If it's an emergency, always call 000. And um, we're back with the Glow Show. And I keep saying the Glow Show. When we've had a name change, it's actually the community hour. I've caught myself out there today. Um, but most importantly, we're talking about all the range of things that have been happening and, and all the traction that's happening around so many events. And last night there was another launch. What was it, Greg? Well, in Victoria, they had a special screening, a preview screening of a new campaign that Beyond Blue have been part of. And it's actually launching today in Sydney. And uh, it's... it's a, the next step of tackling for them work around uh, mental health and depression and the impacts um, in this case on the GLBTI space and we'll find out tonight when it officially launches but we've got a few people that were salted away and went in and saw this, this private screening last night and uh, Jane from the Anti-Violence Project was there uh, Sammy also who's from Joy but she's part of Anti-Violence Project she is Whittlesea at antiviolence.info she was there as well so we've had people on the ground and they're saying they're very excited about this this broad reaching campaign we can tell you uh, it's it's quite a it's a multi-million dollar spend uh, unlike the note of homophobia which was $50,000 with around about between four and six hundred thousand dollars of in-kind support that's been thrown into the campaign this beyond blue campaign is one of the most major spends in this space to tackle media right across australia in mainstream press and media so um it's something to watch for from tonight mm. once it's launched uh, on your your tv screens your social media yeah, and it's uh, everything fantastic. else it's so much to keep a lookout for now with um so many different things happening but 
this is where they actually morph into one another and, and actually how they layer up about the issue and keep that momentum going, keep the community aware of what the issues are. And, you know, like I think you were laying before, Greg, about that you were actually up at um, Bendigo, was it? Yes, that's right. We're running around doing AVP Connect at the moment, starting to connect communities, rural and remote communities in with the Anti-Violence Project. And it's almost like instead of taking metropolitan work and dumping it on the country, we're now driving the work from the country back into the city. Perfect. That's it's what it should be about. Exactly. Yeah. But you were up there and you actually saw um, the ad for No to Homophobia. On, on, on TV. Yeah, yeah, a local rural channel. Now, how is that? They've, uh, right across um, Victoria and Australia, um, we're finding the free-to-airs, the regional free-to-airs, and also um, SBS and also, I believe, Foxtel and the, the cable mm-hmm. networks. At various times over the next 12 months, we'll be running the ads from No to Homophobia at particular times. And we're looking forward to seeing that as it rolls through society and people start to pick up and they might have a coffee table conversation in this location because they're talking about what they saw last night and then another location will pick it up and see it a month later or six weeks later and you start to I I suppose change the fabric of society around discussing uh, prejudice, homophobia uh, discrimination. And that's usually thanks to the great research that's been conducted that really gives that leverage for all these projects to get off the ground and um, even though with the no homophobia it took two years, what a fantastic product that it's ended up being? Well, the first part was uh, 50000 was um, funded by Justice Department here in Victoria when Rob, Rob Hulls was the uh, Attorney General. And it was put into this, uh, a project called With Respect Awareness Project, which was to scope what it would mean and what it would look like if you were to tackle um, all the issues that came from the fabulous body of research called With Respect. Mm. Tackle those issues is addressed homophobic harassment, homophobic violence, and how to change society. And that project, that 50,000 project, then produced, I suppose, the the bed on which No to Homophobia then was developed with a further 50,000 from, this time, the Health Department, Mm. uh, with, I think, Bronwyn Pike was the minister at the time. So we have two departments, different departments, totally separate, that connected through this same body of work, one piece leading on to the development of the second. Mm. Fantastic. And the beauty was, I mean, that was all happening under Labor government. The beauty was here we had Mary Wooldridge, Minister for Mental Health, stepping up at the media launch last Tuesday, 11 o'clock at Parliament House, an amazing launch and uh, showcasing her government's commitment to it. And then at night time, 6pm, 6.30pm, we had David Davis, the Health Minister, stepping up again and this time at the public launch so we have it, it doesn't matter about political parties might have, might have been started by Labor but mm. it's been delivered by Liberal and uh, it shows commitment from both sides of politics that's what it's about isn't it about partnerships and, co- and commitment all round mm. you too can be involved so what are you going to do go and check out notahomophobia.com.au or go onto Facebook and search for notahomophobia or Twitter notahomophobia all that it's all there you can participate and play and check it out and share the information share the links to your your social network of friends and play an important part about getting this through the society fabric of victoria and uh, australia that's right and that's the key point about how joy reaches out and we've um, just briefly spoken about a launch that's going to take place um, up in sydney and we're also speaking of sydney we've got uh, chief superintendent donna adney coming up very shortly who's going to be speaking about where at purple and the fantastic work that new south wales police are actually doing as well well you know victoria police and new south wales police tend to have blue uniforms we're going to find out what led to new south wales police having purple uniforms and where that came from coming up shortly here 
here on Joy 94.9 with the Vic Police Community Hour. You're on the Victoria Police Community Hour. Greg Atkins from the Anti-Violence Project here with Electra Wellens, Sergeant Electra Wellens from Victoria Police Gay and Lesbian Advisory Office. And fantastic. Um, again, we've got the show going out uh, every Wednesday between 12 and 1 and we really rely on the community to get involved as well. Uh, we've got coming up uh, very shortly and on the phone, Chief Superintendent Donna Adney. Um, her career within New South Wales Police has been for the last 25 years and she's a commander of a communication group and she's been a commander for the last 10 years working in various areas of New South Wales and for the past five years has been uh, the New South Wales Police GLBTI corporate spokeswoman, I should put there, person, um, and also dealing with sexual and gender diversity issues. Welcome Donna, welcome to the studio. Thank you. Now Donna, we met briefly at the uh, conference on same-sex domestic violence, relationship violence in Sydney. All right. And uh, you strike me as a person that's got a, a, a very deep and long-lived knowledge of issues in relation to GLBTIQ community? Uh, I guess I've built up some knowledge and experience over the five years, but I'm also extraordinarily lucky in that I have a very uh, competent and clever program officer, Jackie Braw, who keeps me up to date and does her very best to educate me. And you know you are right. I've met Jackie as well, and she's one of the most... You know, you meet people, you come across people in the course of your professional life, and there are people that uh, there's a resonance. The moment you hear their name, you smile because you know that there's someone out there doing their job to 110% of their their expertise, and that's Jackie Braw. So congratulations on having someone like her on staff. Yeah, it's fantastic, and I'd like to say that I recruited her, but um, I'd be lying. She was there... She recruited me, in actual fact. Uh, it's just a good partnership, and she is a reliable, balanced, considered program officer, and that makes a world of difference. Now, how good have we... The two largest states in Australia, population-wise, Sydney, New South Wales, Melbourne, Victoria, we, we have two police forces, desperate police forces, different in many ways, same in some ways, and they both have very strong expertise in LGBTI. Yeah, it's good. It's fantastic. I think the whole community benefits. Now, one thing I noticed was uh, in some pictures out recently, the New South Wales Police Force Blue had turned purple. Yes. Now, tell us about this. Well, we became aware of uh, the work that the students were doing for Wear It Purple last year. And it's basically about, it's a really simple but profound message that they're putting out there that you have the right to be proud of who you are and that they want to eradicate bullying. Oh, that's a pretty good message, isn't it? Oh, and we've lost her. We've lost Don Radney. Stay with us. We'll be back in a moment and we'll uh, get her back on the line. Absolutely. And we might just um, do a Crime Stoppers while we do that and get um, Chief Superintendent Donna Adney back on the line. So the next one is a public appeal for an armed robbery that's occurred in Keysborough on the 14th of September last year. Crime Stoppers are looking for a man responsible for an armed robbery at the Tats Lotto shop in Kings Lear Avenue in Keysborough on the 14th of September last year. It is alleged that a man arrived with a sawn-off shotgun, walked into a shop around about 4.30pm. He threatened a staff member and demanded cash and cigarettes. The man was wearing a skeleton mask with dark-coloured hoodie. He was carrying a green recycled shopping bag and is believed he had a limp or an injury to his left leg. We have released images of a man who we believe may be able to assist us in our inquiries. And you can go on to crimestoppers.com.au, click on to Victoria, or you can just go into case reference 6316, and that was an armed robbery at Keysborough on the 14th of September last year. And remember, if you see something... Say something. 
If you have any knowledge concerning any crime, call Crime Stoppers on 1800 333 000 or visit crimestoppers.com.au. If it's an emergency, always call 000. Now, Chief Superintendent Don Radney from New South Wales Police Force, tell us a little bit more before the line dropped out and apologise for that about your purple uniforms. Okay, so we became aware of the Wear It Purple movement. Uh, we liked what they were saying about supporting young people to be proud of who they are and eradicating bullying. And we thought we wanted to get involved in that and we wanted to do something quite meaningful that would catch the attention of the public in that we needed to do something that would make people stop and anchor and turn around and say, what, what's that about? And one of our GLOWs, Constable Dave Turner, who works at Newtown Lake, who is absolutely fantastic uh, and also very clever with Photoshop, came up with the idea of turning the blue uniform purple. And I have to say it's been an absolutely magnificent response because it really has drawn attention to the day, to the Wear It Purple cause, and it's enabled us to start a discussion with a whole range of people that we probably would not have otherwise talked to about the effects of bullying and about the difficulties young people who are same-sex attracted or gender questioning face and the loneliness and the exclusion that can sometimes result from that. It has a few different prongs, doesn't it? So members of the police force that aren't connected to the work you do will suddenly see this purple uniform in your police media, in your you know, your newsletters, in, in the media discussions. Members of the community are going to see it and think, wow, this is something pretty cool, this is pretty good. And young kids are going to go, hang on, these, these guys actually are connecting to us. They really believe in, in these issues. Yes, yes. And it's about making the police more accessible to young people. But I have to say, I've also been absolutely impressed with the police across New South Wales because this is not about gay and lesbian liaison officers. It's crime prevention officers, it's youth liaison officers, it's school liaison police, it's general duties police. Lots of police who we would not normally get engaged in these sorts of activities have willingly engaged because the uniform colour change has drawn attention to it and then when they've read into what it's about, they've said, I really care about that. You know, bullying's not on and I'm going to do something where I can uh, to eradicate it and to support young people. So uh, I have to, my hat, my hat goes off to Dave Turner. It was a, it was a, an exceptional idea and it's really gotten the coverage that we needed it to get so that we could make a significant impact on the 7th. Absolutely and that's the first part is about making, drawing that attention, opening up a discussion about it, whether it be negative or positive but it actually opens the lines of communication internally and externally about all these options and also I think it's fantastic how it actually has connected with all those other proactive police areas of realising that the GLBTI community is such a diverse community, not only within the youth but the multicultural layers so many different layers within the community and actually where they are they're everywhere and um, this is where it's really important to actually have um, police um, everywhere make the community feel confident in walking into a police station having to report that helps us increase reporting about issues and also drives home um, definitely around the social media and the bullying that's happening on social media as well and we've we've been really impressed because often in big states like ours uh, there's a bit of a city centric feel about GLBTI issues and we all know that they're not all the gays don't live in one place but <laughs> now that's what the rest of the community believe um, the great thing is that we've had interest from Walgett and Armadale and Newcastle and, you know, tough areas in Sydney like Blacktown who are really getting on board. So it's been fantastic because we've been able to turn it from a city-centric issue, which it's not, but that's what the broader community believes. But we've been able to actually say, 
There are GLBTI people everywhere in the community and they all need support, as do most people in the community. Absolutely. It's about connecting who and for a young person where their support can be. And it's not all just, like you said, being central around a CBD or, or city centres, but there are support out there in rural areas that they, you know, not to feel isolated. And this is where the social media really kicks in as well, where a young person can hop online, check out and find out where their support services are. And this is really draws attention to those extra support services that are there for the police, the community, to work in partnership as well. Now, your launch was, uh, Donna, was just the other day, the 31st. Yep. What was it like standing up in front of uh, people and being part of that launch? Well, I love a captive audience. (laughs) And um, I'm quite the nag, so I have no problem standing up and talking ad nauseum to people about the things I feel uh, strongly about and passionate about. And one of those is about... Everyone should have the right to be proud of who they are and you shouldn't feel that you need to hide who you are or, you know, feel excluded or pushed to the corner. And especially for young people, because so often I don't think... They don't need to decide about same-sex attraction or Mm. gender, but but sometimes we push them into making decisions when they don't even really understand what it is they're deciding about. So to be able to stand up in front of people and say, this is a really important cause, it's so important for people to be proud of who they are and what they do and, and to take actions that make them and the people around them proud. And as a police officer, you know, a lot of what we do, so much of what we do is about pride in how we do it and about Mm. wanting to look after people. So it's really easy to make a connection between what we do and what we're trying to achieve and what we're at Purple are trying to achieve. Absolutely. And you've been working hard on your Facebook page as well, and people can check that out as well as wear it Purple Day. Um, And you've also got some wristbands as well. Yes, we provided some wristbands for people to... Uh, wear it purple and show their support. With the wristband, the idea is that it will engage. There'll be a discussion that occurs before someone almost has to show a level of understanding or accept the message and start the discussion and then wear the purple Mm. wristband in support of young people and in support of eradicating bullying. But because everybody wants to get on board, we're saying, you know, how are you going to wear it purple on the day? So it doesn't have to be a wristband. It can be anything that you wear. And uh, Brenna who is the president of Wear It Purple, said that she was really excited last year at St George when it turned purple. And I said to her at the launch that I hope that there's a whole lot more excitement for her in that we turn the whole state purple. <laughs> well, do you know what? For you, Chief, and Chief Superintendent Don Radney, we've got a, a song to play for you. We, we want to see a space where uh, bullies can't be bullies because there's no room for them to bully other people. It's a space where uh, everyone has a right to be proud of who they are. And this song is for you. It's uh, One Night in Heaven by M People. And we thank you for being so much part of the uh, the discussion here today about Wear, Wear It With Purple Day. Great. Thank you very much. Cheers. Bye-bye. Thank later, you. You're on the Victoria Police Community Hour. That was Chief Inspect- Chief Superintendent Donna Radley from New South Wales Police. And we're with Purple this Friday. Become a Joy member so we can give you the best shows every day. The world's most uplifting station, Joy 94.9. And one of the best shows is the Victoria Police Community Hour, we believe. Pretty Absolutely. passionately about this. And uh, we've got right for you now, we've got a wanted. Stephen Joseph Camilleri. He was born in January 1980, which makes him... 32 years old. He's a, it's alleged that he was involved in a theft from a motor vehicle, unlawful assault and drug possession in Altona North in October 2008. Um, warrants for arrest have been issued for this man and police really wish you to uh, check out Crime Stoppers and have a look at Stephen Joseph Camilleri's photo. You may have seen him, you may know him, you may be working alongside him. And look, in case um, 
his, he needs to clear his name in case he's not involved in the alleged thefts from motor vehicle, unlawful assault and drug possession. It'd be good for Stephen to step up and you to help him to step up to uh, clear those matters up with Victoria Police. You can check out crimestoppers.com.au or, and when you see Stephen, contact one 800 0 And our second one is a public appeal, again, for an assault with intent to rape. So a very serious one here, which occurred on the 8th of January in Fitzroy. A man is believed to have assaulted a woman with an intent to rape her in Fitzroy on Sunday the 8th of January this year. At around 3.20am, the victim was walking along Nicholson Street towards Bell Street when she noticed a man coming towards her. The man started to talk to her. Um, but she ignored him. It is alleged that the man blocked the woman's path, grabbed her hair and then attempted to drag her to the ground. A struggle ensured and the man continued to force the woman to the ground while still holding her hair. The woman managed to escape and run towards two people who hailed her a taxi. It is believed the man was still following the woman at this time. The man is described as a Maori in appearance, 30 to 45 years old, 170 centimetres tall with a solid build pale olive skin with pock marks on his face and a New Zealand accent. He was wearing a dark three-quarter length pants and a multicoloured stripes on the side with a shirt and thongs. We have released an image of a man we believe may be able to assist us in our inquiries and the case reference is CA6333. Now, I want to ask you a question, yeah. Lecture. It's very unusual for us to use racial descriptors, race descriptors in describing a crime, but is there sometimes when it's necessary, such as this case? Absolutely, and and it's a good question to ask because often enough we don't want to lead people down the path that they're looking for a particular person when the description or um, from a victim has not been a hundred percent. That's when I started to talk about before about likenesses or how confident they were, or it might be backed up with CCTV to. Um, really sort of help the victim as well that we go yes that's what their description is we also have it on cctv so there's a number of times where we can actually give out further information and this might be the fact of a person's particular build type in this case it's a a maori appearance with a new zealand accent so it's not just the physical description and the size of the person but also their accent as well so that um is confirming that it was a person that was in of maori appearance so that's why we can use it on this occasion so it's 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 not judgment it's actually factual, which is uh, an interesting connection. Yeah, it's not just a um, physical description or an ethnic description. It's backed up with an accent as well. Um, so this is where it goes further and more of about a description rather than just saying, oh, it's a Caucasian person and um, or, you know, it's of, of a person's of Mexican description or something like that. Um, we don't tend to use that because people go, well, what is that? You know, what, what, what is that? I don't uh, quite no. Mm. So we try not to lead people down that path. So there you go. It's a public appeal, assault with intent to rape, which is very important because we're going to talk a little bit about um, about Child Protection Week coming up soon. And intent to rape is someone that could stray and uh, their, sexual, their, their attempt to sexually assault someone in this time involves a woman. It could be a man, it could be a child. It could be uh, about safety. So it's about stepping up and checking out Crime Stoppers. And um, in this particular one, go to CA6333 on crimestoppers.com.au. And remember, Electra, if you see something, say something. 
If you have any knowledge concerning any crime, call Crime Stoppers on 1800 333 000 or visit crimestoppers.com.au. If it's an emergency, always call 000. And we've had a message to from one of the glows from Gabby. Gabby Tyke, well done, Gabby. I saw you present at the Relationship Violence Workshop in Sydney. I think it was late last year, and it where was, Don yeah. Radney spoke as well. And uh, a message from you saying you're a big fan of of Mom. Well, you are. I mean, it's, it's really interesting to see two police forces collaborate around really important issues, and have. Um, totally separate ways that they've developed, but they all have the same momentum around mm. LGBTI. So mm. congratulations, Electra, to you and Victoria Police, and congratulations to Don Radney from New South Wales Police Force. Now, coming up shortly is what? Well, we've got Child Protection Week this week, and uh, Victoria Police has combined forces with the Australian Federal Police um, to charge 20 offenders with more than 45 offences relating to online child exploitation in less than a month. So since the 6th of August, the Task Force Asteria and the... AP, oh sorry, I'm going to say the Australian Federal Police Child Protection Operations have executed a series of raids, a part of 27 investigations locating over 25,000 child exploitation images. So that's a massive turnaround. Um, five of the offenders were charged as a direct result of online chats with undercover detectives. This week, National Child Protection Week is a national campaign which is annually throughout Australia to raise awareness of child abuse and prevention. Um, our assistant Commissioner Steve Fontana said it was a timely reminder that police were doing all they could do to stamp out child abuse and is an extremely strong resource for police to work out to eliminate child abuse from society and um, it's they're terrible crimes. There's no doubt about that, and it gets a lot of public attention. Well, do you know what? About, I'll, tell, I'll tell you something about yeah. that. The gay and lesbian community, particularly the gay community that I know of, they're some of the, the strongest advocates to prevent child mm. abuse taking place. Now, guys that do beats and sexual environments and public environments, they usually run away as soon as kids get there. In fact, where people are hanging around loitering, preying on kids, they're usually mm. the first people to step up and contact triple zero and warn the police about predators being present. Um, it happens in communities in uh, where there's straight people and women are praying, being preyed upon or children are being preyed upon by adults. Uh, others will step up and do it. So the gay community joins in with the momentum around mm. stepping up against child abuse, particularly around Child Protection Week. And that's right. It's about um, feeling confident about challenging someone. Well, what are you doing with that image? You know, um, it might th- Again, it may think it's actually a joke to have some form of image, um, but it actually has an effect and often enough they'll picture young children with um, still with clothes on because then it's not alerted that there's a percentage of um, skin on a image that a computer can actually uh, um, scan for that if naked images are being sent um, and somehow because they've got clothes on it's okay well it's not it's how it's actually being used mm. and the appropriateness of that so if you know of someone that might be sending something on via Facebook question them because if you're allowing it to go on um, you're, you're contributing to that child exportation um, so that's why you really need to step up and say look I, you know why have you got that image or you know I think that's highly inappropriate and don't share it don't pass images on yourself. It's even down to uh, in social media where people might have webcams and interact with webcam. If a, a, a young child comes on board and they're being sexually explicit it's not part of normal child development to be sexually explicit when they're young and someone needs to know because there's usually an involvement by an adult or someone that's been inappropriate to help guide that kid towards the exposure of themselves or display of sexually inappropriate behaviour. Now 
we've got a responsibility to step up, mm. I believe, and not just let things go to the keeper. And you certainly don't want to be interacting with a person in an inappropriate way if they're a child on the net. You're going to find yourself subject to perhaps the, uh, the next lot of 27 investigations around child exploitation. Exactly. And and it always gets great um, media um, attention as well. So you certainly don't want to be part of that. Um, but most importantly, look, Victoria Police, if you have, if, again, we say if you say something, if you've seen something, I can do it in reverse as well, um, that it, to contact Crime Stoppers as well. Victoria Police have a socket team, which is a sexual offences and child abuse investigation teams. And we also have the sexual offences um, unit as well. If you need but, a hand to get to them, you can contact your GLOWS. Local Glow will help you if you're confident in going to them or your, your local police station will help guide you through to the particular units that cover child exploitation. Absolutely. So education is the key around um, National Child Protection Week. So if you see something... Say something. This is the Victoria Police Community Hour with Sergeant Electra Wellens from the Victoria Police and Greg Atkins from the Anti-Violence Project. We had a message, and thank you, from an honest person saying racial descriptions are often used and it's racial profiling, which is racist. And you are right. It's actually... the mm. If you say a whole class of... Well, if in this case, if all Maoris were described as being um, that particular attribute, yep. then we'd be profiling people based on race. That's right. But Whereas in this, this case... Yeah, this case is a little bit unique and that's why it's been used is that there's an age that is particularly um, attached to this um, there's a very good description of the height so it's a 30 to 25 year old 170 centimetre tall solid build um, pop marks on his face and a New Zealand accent so there's actually more than just one level of just saying oh it's approximately this or approximately that there's actually key descriptions around an individual so this is the important part it's about an individual very good. I think that qualifies it. And thank you. And in between shows, in between weeks, you can email gllo at joy.org.au to interact with this show. Feel free to be part of the conversation. Now, today, what have we had, Electra? We've, we've talked with uh, Chief Superintendent Donna Radney, who's resplendent on her Facebook page in a purple shirt. That's right. So it's Wear It uh, Purple, which is on the 7th this Friday, 7th of September. So it's a national event. So make sure you do that in the workplace. Get people talking. Why are you wearing all purple today? So if you've got a pair of purple pants, now's the time to get them out. A purple tie, Perfect. hats, um, your bowers, whatever you've got, get it on and get people asking what it's about and get informed yourself if so you, you check can out create the, that. Um, check yeah. out the Anti-Violence Project website, antiviolence.info, this Friday. You'll have a bit of a surprise for Wear It With Purple Day as well. And remember, No to Homophobia was launched during the week. You can check out notohomophobia.com.au. Check it out on Facebook. Go to Twitter and become a Twitterati that's saying no to homophobia as well. And start to be prepared for Beyond Blue's fabulous um, program dealing with mental health and discrimination. Absolutely. And just a final message. Thanks very much for your text in, Betty, as well. Much appreciated. This has been Joy 94.9's Victoria Police Community Hour. Stay with us next week, 12 noon on Wednesday. Bye for now. See you then. This Joycast is a free service brought to you by Joy 94.9. Support Joy 94.9 by becoming a member at joy.org.au. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.